And welcome in, everyone, to another edition of Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio. On this edition, Blake and Taylor will discuss the John Gruden scandal and his subsequent firing from coaching the Oakland Raiders, the Kyrie Irving situation involving COVID-19, his vaccine status, and his team, the Brooklyn Nets, and what that means going forward. Continuing with the NBA, we preview the upcoming 2021-2022 season, pick our playoff teams, bracket it out, until we get to an eventual NBA champion and hand out our predictions for our end-of-the-year NBA award winners. NFL talk, including our weekly coverage of the Philadelphia Eagles and Minnesota Vikings, all that and so much more coming at you on the big episode 150-150, Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio, episode 150-150, begins right now. Yeah. Microphone check. Look. Uh. All we do is go, go, go. KCD, no, no, no. Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio. Yeah, we on for show. With the host Black and Taylor. You already know they down for whatever. When it comes to sports, there ain't no jokes. Already know that they in too, so you better come in tune in. Cause you know what this about. Gonna make you scream and shout with all the nasty news. This the dynasty, cause you don't know the breaking rules. Telling you what it do's, giving you the insight. And best believe they're doing it right. Every day and every night. Only question is, yo, is you ready to take flight? Greetings, greetings. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio. You are listening to a milestone episode. This is episode 150. How's it going, everybody? I am your host, Blake Plotsky. Thank you for joining us, as always. Recording today on October 14th, 2021, this fine Thursday. Hope you guys' this week is going well. With me, as always, is my tried and true co-host, Mr. Taylor Johnson. How's it going, Taylor? Doing good, doing good. It's been a long week. It's gone by quick. Today, <laughs> not so much. But it is what it is. So, uh, I guess I don't really want to put you on the spot, but do you want to make your announcement now or later? Jeez, talk about a cliffhanger. I don't know. Make the people wait. All right. Fair enough. We can wait. That's all right. Ah, I'm a millionaire. Yay. No, that's not. <laughs> if, hey, speaking of that, actually, no, actually, no, we can save that for after the show. Never mind. Nope. If, uh, if I was a millionaire, you guys clean. would not, you guys would not see my fat ass ever again. See, and that's the thing is that Never. I would still do this. Because it's what I love to do. It's what I'm passionate about. Not to say that Taylor doesn't love it or anything. It's just it's what I was born to do. So, hey, I would keep going. I'm going to keep going until the day I'm in the ground, everybody. So, hey, 
Take that for what you will. Taylor, without further ado, let's jump right into it. I, you know, this news week has felt like it's drug on and on and on. And the sad part of it is, is that we only have two stories. And I'm just so beaten down by it. I, I can't. We're just going to go through this one more time. Let's get started. Taylor, Monday night, a, well, it didn't, ha- well, it happened on Monday, but would you say that this whole first story started, well, what was it? Was it Thursday, Friday, give or take? Was it then? I, I That's what I feel I like. That's why I'm asking for your clarification. I, I can't quite I don't remember. remember. I don't remember either. All right. Well, we'll, we'll say, we'll say Thursday, Friday kind of thing. And then on Monday, the final nail was nailed into the coffin, so to speak before Monday night football, it was announced that John Gruden, the coach of the Las Vegas Raiders had resigned from his position as head coach. For those of you are that are unaware, John Gruden, since he or back when he was a color commentator for Monday Night Football on ESPN from 2009 to 2017, he had sent multiple emails that included homophobic and misogynistic comments from I forgot to grab this part, Taylor, but was it from his ESPN work email? I think it was from his his personal email. Okay, okay. And then the work email was the part that's lower down. Okay. And Mark Davis got to the stadium on Monday or their team facility. And he went instantly to find John Gruden. He sat him down and he said, you have two choices. You can either resign or you're fired. And John Gruden came out and said, I don't want to be a distraction. uh, So I'm hereby resigning from the team. And Taylor, I, before we continue on, I gotta get, I gotta get on the American public for a second. You would not believe the things online that I've read about the conspiracy toward the Las Vegas Raiders and things about the NFL and the hypocrisy of the NFL for the things that they let players get away with, but they're putting John Gruden's head on a stake. I, I just... The society that we live in is absolutely insane. Continuing on, John Gruden not only made homophobic, misogynistic, and other comments while working as a color commentator for ESPN on Monday Night Football from 2009 to 2017, he also criticized Roger Goodell and the NFL for multiple incidences, including the time that the St. Louis Rams drafted then openly gay D 
defensive end Michael Sam in the seventh round of the 2014 NFL draft. Now, I will not on air read out these comments in the email just because that's not where I want to go. But this entire situation, Taylor, I think that people have a problem with is that it came from the ongoing NFL's investigation into the then Washington Redskins. Sorry for the uh, bad phrasing there. Just the then team that is now the Washington football team. And the emails that they siphled through, what was it? Uh, 650,000 of them. About? Yeah, they said, oh, they said over 650,000, which is a lot. A uh, yeah. Think of the person that's just, your job is just to do that. Just to look through emails all day, every day. What a job that's got to be. Woof. And thus the John Gruden emails came to light. Thus, because it was a investigation into the Washington football team, these emails came from Bruce Allen's email account. Bruce Allen at the time was the president and, or not president, was the general manager of the then Washington football team. One of the allegations against Washington involved creating lewd videos of team cheerleaders that were recorded without the cheerleaders' consent, reportedly at Daniel Snyder's behest. Daniel Snyder was the then owner. Is he still the owner, or is he? Um, I want to say he is, but he he's is, taking but a he... step away, and his wife is running the team right. or something? Technically, his wife is, but he's still cashing the Washington football team checks. Yeah. Right. And one of the individuals who engaged in many of the relevant emails with Gruden was Bruce Allen, a former Washington general manager who later then became the team president before he was fired after the 2019 season. Okay. So I was right. According to the New York times emails sent between Gruden, Allen and others included photos of women wearing only bikini bottoms, including one photo of two Washington team cheerleaders. So it seemed that at least some of those lewd images made their way to Gruden and Allen, the Times added, using his work account. The Times being the New York Times that were responsible for this report. The Buccaneers, after John Gruden's emails had come to light, this week the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have also removed John Gruden from its official ring of honor. Uh, you know what, Taylor? People can have their opinion, and that's fine. As much as I may disagree with it, I'm not here to talk to them because they're not in my ear talking to me. You are. I'm almost positive that you and I are on the same page with this. I've talked for a moment. I'm going to let you talk. Go ahead. Maybe. We might be. Um, I What Gruden said, inexcusable. Um, uh, he's, he's done. Um, he'll never coach another down in the NFL. No. I probably won't get another gig at ESPN or anywhere. Highly I doubt it. 
I don't know, some trash show probably, but um, I don't want to use the, I'm not going to use, I won't say that, but um, no, what he said was inexcusable. Um, There was no need for him to say that. I understand he wasn't a coach at the time, but um, working for ESPN, but either way, he said the things he did, um, not only about Morris Smith, but uh, also had some choice words about Roger Goodell as well and whatnot, but um, so with saying that I do find it interesting and again, not defending the guy, I'm not because uh, absolutely he's 100,000% in the wrong. Um, I do find it curious though, that they search through over 650,000 emails and his are the only ones that get leaked out. And you can't tell me some of these other coaches and owners aren't saying other things. Right. And I I'm have not, read, or go ahead. Well, I'm not naive enough to think that uh, everybody Correct. is goody two shoe in the NFL. Like I've played football at the high school level. I know how football players talk um, college NFL quote unquote locker room talk, whatever you want to say. And I can't imagine that a lot of this got into emails as well. So um, I, I just find it curious that of all the emails, um, and I, I'm just throwing this out there. I don't know for a fact, but I'm assuming it was the NFL that leaked these Gruden emails. Um, but if that is the case, um, you're they're opening up a can of worms as to uh, us being the fans, um, players. Um, definitely want to see what else is in all these other emails and the NFL is pretty much saying, nope, nope, not going to release it. So I, I find it curious that this gets released, but nothing else will. Did you I think see, or go ahead. I was going to say, I think 31, 32 owners are probably putting the kibosh on it and making sure Goodell puts the kibosh on all of this. You know, some have said, throughout the week that John Gruden is the scapegoat in all of this. And it's interesting, Taylor, as you just brought up that we as uh, takers in of the NFL product, as it were, that we haven't heard word one since the photos came out of the topless Washington cheerleaders photos that were taken at the behest of Daniel Snyder back when that happened. But since then we haven't heard word one about anything that's going on until now. Right. Right. And again, this has nothing really to do with the Washington football team. This is all about John Gruden and not the that's collateral damage. That's not the, how how do you put it? That's not the, focus of the investigation itself and did you hear who wants transparency in all this no who a a prominent uh current current football player actually i would think all of them sure but one is on the record that i saw this morning who's that Las Vegas Raiders quarterback Derek Carr said 
show us everything. He went on the record and he said, I'm going to put my name out there. I want to see everything and we should see it. We should. I a hundred percent agree with them, but will we? No, no, way. not very <clears throat> likely. Oh, no. Tell you what, I saw this on Twitter a lot over the weekend or in the past couple of days. Um, since this has come out and these are the only emails that have come out, um, definitely can tell that the owners are definitely running this league. I mean, I get it. They paid Roger Goodell's paycheck, but I was I mean, going to say, I mean, it, it is their league. So of course they should be running it. They are, but I mean, they, they don't want any of these emails out because no, no. you know, damn well, Jerry Jones probably doesn't have the, um, his emails probably aren't very clean. Let's just say uh, that. No, no. I'm just that's hype. I'm just throwing that out. There. I would like to stick up for my for my team's owner and say that he's probably pretty clean. Probably cleaner than most. It, right. Jeffrey Lurie is is a pretty stand up guy. So I wouldn't think I, that anything would come from him. You know, I know that something gets some things get said in the heat of the moment. But when you have an email and you're typing it out and you have a chance to see it multiple times before you send it, doesn't seem like he's that type type of guy. I, I would like to stick up for my owners, but they've been accused before of a pyramid scheme or Ponzi scheme. So, I mean, they're good boy. Yeah. So I can't, I mean, I don't know. God knows. Good what old Dick said. and Rico. Good old Dick yeah, and Rico. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they've talked shit about, um, Probably some of the most random things ever. Probably not even related to football. God, no, I don't. Actually, I kind of want to see theirs now. I, I want to see what's going on. What all are the I Wolves have, up to? All I have is Ziggy Wolf's head like spinning in my mind now, and I can't get it out. Ugh. Yeah, show, it's it's going to haunt. Show, it's going to haunt my nightmares. Show us what the Wolves have to offer, or oh. yeah, uh, maybe not offer, but. No boy. <laughs> All right, Taylor. Anyway, moving on. Oh, geez. Yes. I just. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> moving on to our second piece of news that we have for this week. Sorry for the lack of news, everybody. But hey, these are the big ones. And we always bring the best uh, show that we can definitely offer you guys. Another story, Taylor, that I just I'm sick and tired of. Yeah. I'm not. Well, I am, but not in this sense. You know, okay. I love it. I love it. Okay. Kyrie Irving. Will he or won't he get vaccinated? That's been the talk for who knows how long now. The Brooklyn Nets gave him a chance to say, hey, you know, be a team guy, be a team player, do the right thing. We won't pressure you. Just just make sure to get it done in, let's say, a timely manner, let's say. Then, yesterday, the Brooklyn Nets came down with the hammer and said, Kyrie... If you won't get vaccinated, you're not just going to be a part-timer here. You're not just going to play away games and not practice and not play home games 
and be a third part of this team. The Brooklyn Nets came down and said, you will not be allowed in the facility at all. No practice, no home games. You will not be suiting up for away games. No nothing until Kyrie is eligible under the local COVID-19 vaccine mandates that exist in New York City. Kyrie Irving then came out on IG Live, so Instagram Live for those of you who may not know, and said a whole bunch of nothing. Well, he said a lot of things. To me, he said a whole bunch of nothing. No, yeah, you're right. Because, okay, I'm going to try and attack this as calmly as I humanly can without blowing a blood vessel or two in my brain. I am sick and tired of people looking at Kyrie and people like him as martyrs as saviors because they're fighting the man Taylor and fighting the power and down with these vaccines and mandates and everything else. Brooklyn isn't tying Kyrie down and injecting a vaccine into him. They're not. They're saying you can do you, but Taylor in life, every choice has a consequence and people are ragging on the Brooklyn Nets for this. The Brooklyn Nets have an organization and a team to worry about. Kyrie is not the end all be all Kyrie Taylor. He can have his choice. He can do whatever he wants. But if he's not going to play or practice, if he's not even going to show up to the team facility, he shouldn't get paid either. Taylor, when you don't show up to work, do you not do you, do you get paid? Only if I take a vacation day. There you go. Fair enough. I don't think he's but, got but, vacation days. But 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 on a on a Wednesday next week, if you don't show up, do you not get paid? Correct. And Taylor, you are like so many others out there. Kyrie probably has part of his contract guaranteed. And why? I know the NFL looks at the NBA and says, we want NBA-like contracts. Kyrie can kick up and... And not have a care in the world. Kyrie's basically giving his teammates the middle finger. You know what, Taylor? I didn't mind Kyrie before this, but I'm done with him. I said last week that I was hoping for a Ben Simmons-Kyrie trade straight up. Though trades are rarely straight up, but still. The 76ers this week have said that they have no interest in that. Fine. 
I just want Kyrie traded no matter what. I don't care where he goes. I'm not saying we should give him up for peanuts. I'm not saying any of that. But I want him off the team. Because he is all about me. He is not a team player. And everything that has gone on this week, Taylor, I should have expected. Correct. The guy thinks that if you sail a boat far enough, that you fall off the edge because apparently the earth is flat. Correct. Instead of coming back around the other side. It's almost enough to make your brain look around and say, it's dark in here. I'm going to take a nap. That's, you know what? For Kyrie's brain, I feel bad for it. I wouldn't blame Kyrie's brain for going, "Ah, I'm going to take a nap. Because that's what it seems like it does half the time. And I'm not talking about Kyrie's basketball skill or his abilities or whatever, but that doesn't excuse him for the rest of it. And I'm sick and tired of the public looking for these people that they say, oh, you know, Kyrie, oh, he's the savior. He's a martyr now. Are these people not the same type of people that were just saying shut up and dribble to LeBron a couple of years ago. That is correct. But now Kyrie, Oh no, we're going to turn in the other way. We're going to put Kyrie up on our shoulders. It goes from shut up and dribble to no, we agree with you because you're saying everything we stand for too. So exactly. It's just about what a person says. And the minute that Kyrie crosses that Rubicon again, then it changes. Correct. But I'm not going to forget this moment, Taylor. I'm Nobody not. will either. Nobody will. You're not going to. Who's going to trade for him now? And Nobody. you know. And you know what? The Nets did yesterday. The max contract that they offered Kyrie, they pulled it off the table. As they should. They have every right. They are running a business just like any other business that wants to mandate these and whatnot. We live in a free country. We live in a free, you know, this is part of a free country. And what what I did like about Kyrie is he kept saying, I'm not taking a stand one way or another, but really you are. Oh yeah. Yes. You are. Um, by not, I mean, I get it. It's your choice, but if when you make these choices, like you said, there are consequences, good or bad, to each choice. You choose to get the vaccine, you get to play basketball. It's the way it is. Choose not to get it, you're not going to play basketball. That's just how it is. I don't want to hear, not to get political, but to hear this bullcrap of my body, my choice. But nobody had a, nobody cared about what's going on in Texas. But when it comes to vaccines, it's a different story. And if you want to stand for a guy that believes that the earth is flat, go right ahead. You want to 
associate yourself with somebody like that, go right at. And it's all about, again, are you on my side of things or not? That's all it is. And now Kyrie is some martyr and a savior. Yeah, exactly. Even though just before 48 hours ago, the same people that are martyring and, and, and deifying Kyrie Irving, they couldn't care less about him. No, they really, they couldn't it's even just, tell you. You where can it. see through it a mile away. And I said this from the get go. I said either Kyrie is all in or he's not. And if he's not, then I don't care about him because I care about my team and doing what's best for my team and my squad and my players. I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan. That's what I care about. I care about who's there. I'm done talking about Kyrie after this, Taylor. I'm done. I don't care until he gets vaccinated and he walks through the door of the Barclays Center Arena. That's when we can talk about him again. I'll tell you one thing. After everything he's done and said, I, he's that's not going to happen. That would And be he also said last night shocked. on IG Live, he also said, I'm not going to retire. Okay, fine. Fine, That's don't. Fine. But you're not gonna play. You're not gonna play. I don't know who. I don't know a trade partner like because a lot of these bigger cities have these mandates. Like, I, you can't be a part-time player. It's got to be all or nothing. You can't suit up for forty-one-ish games, away games, mind you, and think everything's all hunky-dory and get paid for a full season. Now let's be honest, Taylor. With Kyrie, he hasn't played 70 games in a season in the last True. four years. So him playing half the games is what you about to would expect as a Brooklyn True. Nets fan. Yeah, that's right. I said it because it's fact. But I am done right. talking about Kyrie. I want to talk about the players that are at the Barclays Center that are practicing every day and putting in the work to, to get a championship. Not babbling about on IG Live about bodily autonomy. Again, Kyrie can do whatever he wants to do. That's his choice. But there are consequences for that choice. I also do believe he said he wants to do his own research. Well, I don't know. Mm, we're okay. Okay. We're middle of October. Um, there's plenty okay. of research out there. You've had plenty of time. Own research. Th- this this statement just drives me insane what research haven't you done to anyone no, you know damn well they haven't anyone except for and, look on whatever fox give, news is spewing out and to give somebody some leeway just a tiny bit okay fine fine fine, fine. go into your general physician's office and talk to your doctor boom done Taylor, I I saw I read a story. I didn't read the full thing, but I saw a story. I read part of it that said there was an unvaccinated man. He was against vaccines. Against. He walked into a bar. He sat down next to a doctor, unbeknownst to him. Okay. He when he walked out of that bar. After talking to this doctor, he went out and got vaccinated the next day. Why can't Kyrie do that? 
Well, because because the doctor is going to tell him something he doesn't want to hear. So he's going to bingo. He's going to scour. He's going to scour Google. He's going to scour the internet for some of these bogus articles and one of these, you know, very minimal chance that something happens after taking the vaccine, like very minute chance. He's going to latch onto that and say, see, this happened. See, this happened. Yeah. That it, you're done with them. I'm done with them. I think the NBA is done with them. I think Nets fans are done with them. I think the Brooklyn Nets are just done with them. And I think the Nets are better off without them. I think they kind of proved that last year. There's more I could say, but we're getting long on time here. So I'm just going to, I'm going to save myself. So what's going to, I mental agony. This is a rhetorical question. Don't have to answer. I I don't have an answer, but okay. So what's going to, what's going to happen and what are people going to see that are standing with him and praising him right now when say a month from now he gets vaccinated. They'll just throw him off to the wayside yep, onto the, the next person. That. We both know the answer yep. to that. They praise LeBron James for not getting vaccinated and kind of speaking out. Well, he's vaccinated. I was going to say LeBron so, did get vaccinated, but he's yeah. doing the whole, you know, your choice exactly. bodily autonomy thing. And yeah, again, all that crap. I'm all, I'm all for that. But again, you're, Nope. I'm your choice, gonna... This is a life lesson, and this your choices have consequences. And businesses, people that pay you, can set rules, can set standards, can set mandates. Like, okay, this if you want to work here, then you have to do this. So, yeah. All right, Taylor. Done. Let's move on to a more yes. exciting part of our NBA coverage. Taylor, our season preview. Here we go. Do you want to do award predictions first or playoff predictions first? Let's do awards first. Okay, let me scroll way. down to awards. All right. By the way, it seems like it seems like the Bucks just won the championship not too long ago. Oh wait, it was. Hey man, we're still a calendar year in it. I'll I'll let you have that one. That's all right. Now it seems I, like it wasn't keep... that. It Go wasn't ahead. that long ago that the Bucks. Um, eliminated the Nets from the playoffs. I was kind. You were, but they eh, said, you know, I was kind. When, when you're the king of the NBA, so oh, I mean, dear Lord, run all the right. NBA. Okay, yeah. all right, okay. I, I Bad guess there's not a ton that I could say. I guess so not really. I'll let, so I'll let you have it. Fine. First up, Taylor, <laughs> Coach of the Year. Who you got? Uh, as much as I bash your nuts, give me, <laughs> I'm going with Steve Nash. I chose Steve Nash last year. Yeah. Didn't happen. I'm actually going to take Eric Spolstra. Yeah. I'm done with that guy too. <laughs> time, I, I think mean, it's time for Miami to move on from him. You know what? A I lot do. can be know. a lot can be said, but Eric Spolstra, he's been around for an eternity at this point. And you know what? He's still doing good things and he still has a, a good record to show for it. So Nah. I'm gonna look something up real quick. Uh most improved player. Go ahead. Uh, there's a couple different ways I could go with this. 
I'm not quite sure how I want to go with this. Um, but I think I'll go this route only because I think they're going to be a, that the whole team is going to be a little more improved. I'm going with most improved player. I'm going Michael Porter Jr. The Nugs, the Nuggets. The, I, I think I like the nuns better. <laughs> I said nugs. Oh, I thought I you think said nugs the nuns. Been, no, not the like nuns. I like that better. Uh, there's a, there's an sleep, expansion but... team for you. That'd be weird. I just was looking up longest tenured NBA head coaches. Eric Spolstra is the second longest tenured head coach. Was hired in April of 2008. Greg Popovich must is Popovich coaching anymore? Or is he done? He is still the Spurs man. Spurs. So number he's got to be the longest then. December of ninety six. Jesus, I was eleven. <laughs> Hello, time machine. Wow. Most improved player, Taylor. I also have Michael Porter Jr. of the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuns, as we like to call them. Nuns, Nugs, Nuggets. <laughs> They're all the same. Sixth man of the year, Taylor. I was also going to go the Brooklyn route on this one, but I'm not. Um, I'm going to go with a guy from the great state of Wisconsin, Oshkosh to be exact. I'm going to go with Tyrese Halliburton of the Kings. I thought you were going some other direction. Okay. Nope. Nope. Now Sam Decker. (laughs) Not quite. Okay. Uh, So I'm going a different direction and I don't know how well this equates out because I think he's a starter. So, but I've seen him on articles winning sixth man and I just, and I chose him. So. Who I actually thought you were going with is your your main man, Mr. Tyler Hero. Oh, that dude's a scrub. Um, I did see he tweeted out, or he's it was in an interview, said he wants to be on the same level as Ja and all these other guys. No, you're Ja and uh, Trey Young. Yeah, yeah, you're. You had one good, like you did good in the bubble, and that was about it. Like you did (laughs) nothing last year. This coming, like I wanted him on the Bucks, and I look foolish for saying that. So. Defensive player of the year. Hmm. I thought about going Anthony Davis, but I don't think he's going to be healthy a lot of the year. So I'm going to go Bam Adebayo. Ooh, I I, I did see him a couple of times. I I like that pick. Yeah, as much as I hate the heat, I actually do like him. I am going with the man that Taylor already said. I am taking Mr. Anthony Davis. Heat be damned, and if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. That's all right. Rookie of the year, Taylor, two more. Two names came up. I don't know. Is there a such thing as a co-rookie of the year? Yeah, that's an easy way out. Um <laughs> I'm going to go Cade Cunningham of the Pistons. I got to watch him in college a few times. He's very good. Great minds think alike. I am also taking Cade Cunningham. 
My one A is probably my favorite player out of the draft last year. And Taylor, you did mention a runner up since I'm going to say a second guy, not that he's going to win, but I just, I'm mentioning him because he's my favorite rookie this year. Who's your guy? Uh, The runner up I was thinking of is Jalen green. Okay. My favorite rookie this year and my one a for rookie of the year is Jalen Suggs. I really like that kid. I love his game. I love what he's about. I know that he's on a Orlando magic team that just is looking for an identity, but Hey, what better team to play for than that? Then that means you can show out and be the man. Or just suck. Most valuable player. <laughs> okay, so I could easily go the Giannis route on this one, but I, I'm this year I'll take a year off of naming Giannis the MVP. <laughs> okay. Um but I will go with your boy, Kevin Durant. I almost wanted to say Kevin Durant as well. You can. I can, but I don't have him written down, so I'm not going to. Then you have Giannis, I'm guessing. That I do. I have Giannis Antetokounmpo, yes. Good choice. Probably, I don't know. Some people say Durant's the best player in the league. I don't know. You make the argument for Giannis. I mean, he is the reigning and defending NBA champion. So, I mean, between the two, it's got to be very close. I would like to see them two on a team together. (laughs) Hey, maybe toward the end of their career. Hey, maybe. Well, I think Kevin Durant is going to re-sign with the Nets. So I think uh, Giannis might have to... uh, yeah, that's Come not, to the he's dark not, side, as it were. He's not leaving Milwaukee. <laughs> not a Come chance. Come to the dark side. Not a chance. All right, Taylor, our eight teams for each conference. Here we go. Uh, do you want to go east or west first? Save the east for last since both our teams are in the east. Fair enough. Yes. Makes no, sense. no, that, that's fair. I didn't think of that. All right. Yeah, I'm always thinking. All right, I will start. So we'll just alternate numbers. My number right. eight is, you know, before before Ooh. I go to number eight. Here we um, go. This I, so it's gonna be I a good had one. a tough time picking a team. And I've got a buddy, a former co-worker of mine, actually, who was born in Portland, so he's a diehard Trailblazers guy. I know I'm going to hear about this later. I just know. I I wanted to pick the Trailblazers, but I didn't. Okay. And I could just hear him laughing in my own head. I don't care if I get heat for this or not. My number eight is the hometown Minnesota Timberwolves. My number eight 
is also your hometown Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh man, I thought I, I thought I was gonna get laughed out of my own Did home. Did you not? Because I wrote okay. by the way, I wrote All right. this up. <laughs> I wrote this up an hour ago. So Okay. Yeah, I don't know why I don't I shouldn't. It's the organization's a joke. They're gonna move <laughs> soon anyways, but whatever. Uh, I completely forgot about that. They're owned by Alex Rodriguez and uh, technically and what's not his yet, but soon they're they're going to Seattle in a year or two. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. There's no way many the people of Minneapolis are going to pay for another new arena. They have Target Field, U.S. Bank Stadium. Can't count Allianz Field because that's not in Minneapolis. But it also wasn't funded by the taxpayers. Okay, so. Um, but you really think they're going to build a new arena for the shitty Timberwolves? No, absolutely not. So Seattle Timberwolves, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> My number seven, Taylor. I have an affinity for this team that I still can't quite figure out. But I like the team. And if I ever move to that area for work or what have you, I would obviously take them up, of course. The Memphis Grizzlies are my number seven. I also drafted Dylan Brooks this year in fantasy basketball, as I did last year. Dylan Brooks is one of my favorite players in the NBA. Guy does it all. My number seven, the Memphis Grizzlies. (laughs) no no way i'm going first next all right my number six because people probably think i'm just copying what you're saying fair Um, enough go ahead number six so i met the owner of this team many many moons ago oh dear number six the dallas mavericks (laughs) no way do you i can't Number six, Dallas Mavericks. Okay, this is getting creepy. <laughs> this, this, this is, is too, I think it's going to start weird. changing now, but I don't know. All this right. Is getting weird. I was going to say it better or else. I don't. <laughs> okay. Number five, go ahead. Um, I, I, you thought I called them the nuns earlier, but the nugs, Denver Nuggets. No way. This is weird. I thought this was where to change. Circle gets a square. This is weird. <laughs> okay, now it's definitely now. I don't think you have my same number four. Oh my! And God. I'm pretty sure you don't. Oh, well, dying, you might have I'm the dying same over here. One. You might have the same one. This is okay. Is it a full moon? Something bad it gonna just, happen? It if just we have might the exact be, same. dude. I don't know. Just if we might. have the exact same picks done i'm probably just not going to leave the house ever okay number four you want me to go or you go you go um i'll just say it the lakers oh thank god okay okay jesus christ oh i was gonna say i don't think my heart could take another same pick oh my god it went four for four. That's pretty good. <laughs> Thanks. <Or scary. laughs> yeah, one of the two. My number four, Taylor. Now, this is barring health, of course, but the 
The Warriors come back with a vengeance. Number four. They were going to be my number four. However, they're actually my number three. Okay. So if you have the Lakers at three. My number three is nope. Doesn't. the Utah Jazz. Okay. Okay. You think a little highly of the Lakers than I do. All right. My number two, actually, is the Utah Jazz. Number two on this side of the desk, the Phoenix Suns. Mm, Wow. You think real highly of the Lakers. The Suns are actually my one seed. And the Lakers are my one seed. Now, one thing I will say about the Suns, about being number two versus number one, I have a weird feeling that Devin Booker is going to maybe make an MVP case this year. Yeah. I have a weird feeling. So if he does, well, if, if they land the one spot, then he's probably winning MVP. Well, right. Right. I shouldn't say that. You know, I do think the Suns will probably come out. No, I can't say that. The West is kind of tough. I was going to say the Suns will have the like the best record in the NBA, but I don't think so. They'll be damn close, though. I know I said that I had tough uh, a, a tough time picking the West. I had just as tough of a time picking the East. Honestly, I'll, I'll be completely honest with everybody. Nah. Number eight, Taylor. The Indiana Pacers, kind of like the kind of like the Grizzlies. I like the Pacers as a whole, how they play basketball, what their team's about, and the players that they have. I could see them being higher than this. I could also see them being number eight, but the Pacers will make the NBA playoffs. I don't think so. My number eight, I know I think they were four last year. I'm going with the Knicks. He's one of those, everybody. He's one of those. I don't know what that means, but yes. (laughs) He's got some uh, orange and blue somewhere in his home. No. Um, Actually wearing some. No, I'm not. No orange. (laughs) Number seven, I will go first. The Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> they seem... Okay. They're a train wreck. Right. And that's kind of where I was going. But for some reason, that at the end of the year, they're always there. Even if they may not, you know, make it very far in the playoffs. Let's say that they make the playoffs and they don't go very far. Let's say that they exit in the second round. I know that everybody says, and I kind of agree with this, that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, they don't play well together. But Ben Simmons arrived at the 76ers facility today, actually. Or maybe it was yesterday. I can't quite remember. My days are all kind of melding together. My apologies. Yesterday or today, Ben Simmons showed up. 
suddenly. I mean, nobody had any inkling that he was showing up. He talked with upper management, and it seems, Taylor, that he's kind of softened his stance about playing with the team this year. Somehow, this conversation went so well that Ben Simmons might play the year, or at least up to the trade deadline, maybe, with the Philadelphia 76ers. I didn't expect this at all. But I think with Ben Simmons being there, it can only help the team because even though the guy can't shoot a lick, he's a great defender and a great passer of the basketball that can only help. They're better off without him. Um, I also have the Sixers at number seven. I thought you didn't because you were talking like I was crazy. <laughs> well, you are. I mean, for a myriad of reasons, but uh, number six. I know Brad Stevens is no longer there, but this well, is still there. the team. Well, well, in a coaching capacity, but yes, he is the president of the team now. So glad that Brad Stevens is still there. This is still the team that Brad Stevens built. Still. And I know Danny Ainge is GM and president at the time, yada, 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 but you get where I'm going here. Give Brad Stevens his credit. This team is still intact. Thus, Taylor, it's a well-oiled machine. It's going to make the playoffs. It's just a matter of where. I have seen some people saying the Celtics aren't going to make the playoffs. I think people spelling the Celtics doom is a bit, actually, no, not even just a bit, a lot premature. The Boston Celtics are my number five. No, number six, excuse me. It's weird that they kept on a mediocre head coach in a front office position. Like he's going to change the we world. We don't um, have the time for me to skewer you on that. So you have the Celtics at number six. Correct. So do I. He says it and then he turns around and, oh my, I just, my brain's going to explode or implode one of the two. I don't know which is worse to be completely honest with you. All right, everybody. Number five. I, you know what? Actually, I'm going to switch this. Uh-oh, no switching. I'm only switching position. I'm not changing the team. The teams are staying. I'm going to make an adjustment. Uh, Number five. Okay, we're on five. Sorry, these aren't numbered, so I kind of, it's throwing me off. Number five, the team that has been in the basement of the East for what seems like, at least for the last decade, at least, going to be the resurgent team of the year, the Chicago Bulls, Taylor. I said leaving work. 
hour and a half, two hours ago almost now. No, yeah, math. Now this team is going to be the surprise team of the NBA. Kind of like the Knicks were. I know we're not the only ones that think it. I know that for sure. Number five, I also have the Chicago Bulls. Number four, a team that I think is a little bit underrated, but where they end up at the end of the year is going to be based solely on how well they work as a team, how well the gear, how well the gears turn and how oiled up those gears are to be able to work as an entire unit to make the machine go. Number four, Taylor, for me, the Atlanta Hawks. Because Trey Young, as great of a player as he is, he's got to learn he doesn't need to do it all himself. That's one thing. Number four. I have your boy Tyler Hero and your boy Eric Spolstra, Miami Heat, number four. My boy, Mr. Wisconsin, who's crowing about Tyler Hero for what feels like two years, and now he's my boy. Oh, you drive me insane, dude. Yeah, but he committed to Wisconsin and then backed out and decided to go to probably got paid from Kentucky. One and done. Number three, for me, the team Taylor just mentioned, the Miami Heat. I've seen, pardon the pun, a lot of heat heating up about the Miami Heat this year. Come up with that one all on your own. Yes. I I tell you, radio, everybody. The Heat are going to be a good team this year. They've got talent. And again, keeping Eric Spolstra around can't hurt too much. Number three, the Miami Heat. Number three is the team that you mentioned earlier, the Atlanta Hawks. I think. Have them higher than I do. Nice. I do. Because I became a, I wouldn't say a big fan, but um, a believer in Trey Young last year after he almost single-handedly took down the Bucs. I don't think it's their time yet. Um, we'll get to that when we get to the playoffs, but they are on the cusp of dethroning either the Bucks or the Nets. Okay. Number two, my Brooklyn Nets. I need to see the team. And I know earlier I ranted about Kyrie. That aside, I need to see the team without him 100% to see how this is going to work. The Nets have two superstars on the team and role players to go along with it. It's not like the Nets are going to miss the playoffs or anything or make the eight seed or anything crazy like that. I think the Nets will be fine. Just need to see it with my own eyes. That's all. And then once the machine is going, it'll be all good sailing there. 
barring injuries, yada, 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 my Nets are my number two. Your Nets are also my number two. It's funny. I picked the Nets number two last year. And remember when I did that last year and Taylor laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. And And how did that season end? I believe I got the last laugh. With a toe on the three-point line from Kevin Durant. Because he wears too big a shoes, apparently. It's too bad. (laughs) I still can't believe it. Why would you wear oversized shoes? Oh, man. Why? Oh, hey, look. I wear these giant clown shoes. My foot's only in half the shoe. I don't think it's half the shoe. I think it's... I don't do we just let the joke lie, would you? Either way, the we got the last laugh. We held up the trophy at the end of the year. And thus, with the reigning champions comes the number one team in the Eastern Conference... Taylor's Milwaukee Bucks. What is that 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 saying that Ric Flair says? To be the man, you got to beat the man. Exactly. Milwaukee Bucks, number one. To be the team, you got to beat the team in this case. Pretty much. I might surprise you when it comes to our playoffs, though. You know what? I actually don't have a bracket in front oh of me. Oh, my gosh. Um, Look at this. I'm a little out of sorts, but I will just kind of wing it. All right, how about this? Give me your Eastern Conference Finals. Okay, that's fair. All right. Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, Yeah, I can't. Never mind. Sorry, can't be what? Nothing. Go on. Okay. I'll let you know if it's... Yeah, go on. Um... I'm going to say... Not them. Not them. Not them. Um, it's going to be the Bucks and the Nets again. Okay, same. I don't. I couldn't find a route where that doesn't happen. And honestly, I'm going to say the Bucks beat us again. Honestly, um, again, I wish. Again, I I said what I said about Kyrie, but I still, again, just I need to see it. I need to see it working. I need to see it go. I just, I don't know right now. I have full confidence in my nets, but the Bucks are the reigning champions. And as Taylor said, to be the team, you got to beat the team. And the Bucks, Taylor, they had their own speed bumps last year. You they remember did. the, the rants that you went on last year were the stretches for a couple of weeks where they couldn't find their head from their behind and yet they pulled it together right at the time yeah i'm gonna say the bucks make it back to the finals i hope i'm wrong honest to god well you say to be the man or beat the be the team you gotta beat the team i got the nets over the bucks Ooh, love it all right. I God, I hope I'm wrong. You know what? And then egg on my face later. I'm cool with that. All right. Western Conference Finals. 
The Suns and the Nuggets. I have the Suns and the Jazz. The Suns will beat the Nuggets to go to the NBA Finals. The Suns, yes, will be going to the NBA Finals. That is correct, sir. I have the Suns and the Bucks. You know what? I'm going to go down on the sword and just call something fun. I'm going to say the Suns are your NBA champion. To be the team, you got to beat the team. The Suns are your next NBA champions. Oh, look at that. Love it. Good stuff. All right, let's see here. Let me go like this. Like this. All right. All right, everybody. Two more segments to go here for you. Shifting from the NBA to the NFL, from the hardwood to the gridiron of the football field, of the 100-yard dash that is green grass. Yeah, that works. (laughs) Sure. Philadelphia Eagles and Minnesota Vikings talk. Taylor, where do you want to go first? I'll go first because I'm this. I I just need to move on from this past week. (laughs) Brutal doesn't even begin to describe it. Um, Living in the great state of Wisconsin and because the Packers played at at the same time on the same channel. I had to get creative on how I watched this game. Um, Careful. First now. half. For, well, that's all I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> just, just throwing it out there. Careful. First half. Not bad. Um, Move the ball. Decent. I wouldn't say well, but decent. Um, Justin Jefferson had, what was it? Five catches, 104, 105 yards in the first half. Touched. No, he didn't have a touchdown. I'm sorry. Um, So really good first half from Jefferson and from the Vikings for the most part. Um, And then for whatever reason, coming out of half, um, script flips and they go from being not so conservative to being ultra conservative. Um, So much so that they almost pissed the whole game away. In fact, they should have. Um. Literally damn near handed Detroit this win. The winless Detroit Lions, mind you. Um, and by the way, this is our third straight game at home. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't know. They just sat on the ball thinking they could just run it a few times, maybe get a first down or two, punt it. Their defense did well. Um, but Detroit had a lead yes had a lead they were up 17 to 16 
30 some seconds left. Too much time for your boy, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Actually, not really. That almost wasn't enough time. Um, Greg Joseph. What can I say? He's missed some kicks. He was four for five. Um, hit a 55 yarder. Um, he also um, was short on a 49 yarder that would have pretty much sealed it, which was weird. I don't know how you, I don't, I've never really been a field goal kicker. I've never really kicked the ball, but I don't get how you can make 50 yarders and you come up short on a 49 yard field goal. I, I just don't get it. Um, when you say, did end up, when you say short Taylor, not to interrupt, do you mean yeah. the ball didn't even get there? Yeah, it was short. Oh, jeez. I, I don't I, I don't get how that happens, but anyways. You got me. Um but he did come back to kick the game winner. I don't know. It feels like a loss. Um it does. Um I I was kind of ho- I turned the game off like the third quarter because that was just sick. Just sick of watching this team. Um I kind of wish they would have lost. That would have dropped us to one and four. We would have lost to a winless team. Um, Not a very good schedule coming up. That would have made the changes middle or even at the end of the season justifiable and really much more worthwhile. Um, I'm over the Kirk Cousins experiment. He's been doing great for the most part. 275 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Um has had a decent season this year, but I'm I'm over it. Um, I'm over Mike Zimmer, um, his defense again, not a bad defense, but um, and I know he doesn't call the plays on offense, but he definitely makes sure. Hey, if he wants the ball ran, he makes you know. We've seen what happens to offensive coordinators when they don't listen to Mike Zimmer. They don't they don't last the season. Um, so I'm done with him. I'm I'm kind of done with this whole coaching staff. Um, I'm done with your boy Slick Rick as GM. I'm just I'm done. It's time to time to clean house, start over new, rebuild, get back to you know maybe winning a division in two three years. But um, I'm just kind of over this Vikings team. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, we traveled to Carolina this weekend, and then we hit hit a bye week. Come out of the bye facing. Um, the Dallas Cowboys at home on Halloween night. God knows what's going to happen with that one. After that, we got to go to Baltimore, then to the Chargers. Then we host Green Bay. Then we go to San Francisco. We go to Detroit. Then we host the Steelers. Go to Chicago, which we'll probably lose. Um, Host the Rams. Go to Green Bay and host the Bears. Not a lot of wins coming out of this back half of the schedule. We'll be lucky to win five games this year. We've already won two. So over it, done with it. Time to move on. Move on from this week. Time to move on from this season. Done. I'll still watch them. Still curse them. But I feel bad for guys like Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook and then Alexander Madison and some of those younger guys on defense because it's, I don't know. It's just time to move on. Hey, that's how the ball rolls, though, man. You get drafted to a team, and you just got to play it out. Yeah. Can't feel too bad for them. No, I'm done. I'm done. All right. The one saving grace is um, 
we do have the same record as the Kansas City Chiefs. So there's and the Philadelphia Eagles. So I mean that's it. This Eagles team is great. <laughs> Let's not go that far. They're far from it. But they showed me some good things on Sunday. We were down, no, oh, let's see. We were down at the half. It was nine points. At the half, we were down by nine. At the end of the game, we outscored Carolina 15 to three to win 21 to eight. In this game, it seemed like your typical Nick Sirianni, Jonathan Gannon game where I'm just ripping my hair out, cursing my TV, feeling just like Taylor Fields, <clears throat> albeit in a different way. Then let's see here if I can get this right. It is 15 to 6. In the, I can't figure out where this is. Okay, we'll, we'll just kind of guess here. The Eagles fumble the ball. Carolina punts. Jalen Hurts throws an interception. Sam Darnold throws an interception. The Eagles punt. Carolina punts. Carolina 15, Eagles 6. No scores. Touchdown, Jalen Hurts. I believe this was the fake run. So the fake handoff to Miles Sanders. Jalen Hurts boots le bootlegs it for the score. Let's see here. This is, okay, the end of the third quarter. That's right. End of the third quarter, it's 15 to 13. Panthers kick a field goal, 18-13. Eagles turn the ball over on downs. Jalen Hurts incomplete pass short to the right to Zach Ertz. And it seems like this is where the Eagles have been this entire season, where we can get close, but we just can't get there. The Eagles defense really showed a lot, Taylor. They showed a lot in this game, especially considering the last couple of weeks of the Jonathan Gannon-led coordinated team that ha they've been showing on the field thus far. Carolina's ready to punt the ball. Jay Charlton is the uh, Carolina Panthers punter. The punt is blocked by T.J. Edwards. Recovered by Sean Bradley, a great special teams play. <clears throat> Eagles get the ball back, drive down the field. Jalen Hurts, incomplete short pass to the left to Dallas Goddard. <clears throat> Excuse me. Taylor, that Dallas Goddard pass. I understand that Jalen Hurts might have thrown it just a touch early, just a touch. Goddard got his head around a little late. The ball hit him in the hands. It hit him right in the hands. 
Jalen Hurts gets a six-yard run, touchdown, bootleg, two-point conversion. I like the go-for-the-throat attitude of Nick Sirianni here. He hasn't shown a lot of that. It's been a little conservative at times and a little irritating. Jalen Hurts passed to Devonta Smith. Attempt succeeds, two points, and it's 21-18. Carolina Panthers get the ball back. And they, you know, they get one last opportunity. Let's see here. It is two minutes and 38 seconds left in the fourth. They have one last opportunity. A couple of plays. Sam Darnold, short pass to the left, intended for Robbie Anderson. Steven Nelson read the play the entire way. He jumped the route like a, just like a absolute master and intercepted Sam Darnold, said thank you very much. And the Eagles eventually run out the clock after the two-minute warning. Rushed by Miles Sanders, rushed by Miles Sanders, timeout by Carolina. Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, timeout by Carolina. Jalen Hurts, uh, let's see here, uh, tackled by Jalen Hurts, Carolina timeout. Jalen Hurts kneels, and Jalen Hurts kneels, Philadelphia wins. That's the Philadelphia team that I know with the heart and the drive and the fight to come back and win, not these, oh, uh, moral victory, kumbaya nonsense. Jalen Hurts wasn't perfect, 198 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick, but he did have 30 yards on the ground. Offensive line needs to do a little bit better at opening holes for the run game, 22 carries for 91 yards. But the key to this, Taylor, this week was the defense. Carolina had more time of possession, over 10 minutes more time with the football. Yet, the Eagles outscored them on total yards. Had actually one more drive than Carolina did, even though Carolina had 10 more minutes with the football. But the defense probably played easily their best game so far this year. Javon Hargrave has been an absolute monster, 13 solo tackles, six sacks so far on the year, and it's only week six, one forced fumble, and the cornerbacks that we pay the money to. Darius Slay had two picks, and Steven Nelson on the other side of the field had one. Three interceptions, from your cornerbacks that you bring in <clears throat> to absolutely shut wide receivers down. And they finally showed why they're brought in, why they get paid the money, <clears throat> and they're why they're expected to lead the defense. And you know what? <clears throat> the run defense was pretty good. 30 carries, 109 yards. Not even four yards per carry average. Chiba Hubbard had 24 carries for 101 yards. 4.2 carries, 4.2 in attempt, I mean. 
and Hubbard also had uh, five care or five receptions for 33 yards. 21 receptions for 177 yards total, but no wide receiver really broke out and ripped the game open. Again, all credit to the defensive backs in the backfield, safeties and cornerbacks included. The defense really showed out. The offense did what it did, and the Eagles get back on the winning track, although still one one loss still below the Mendoza line of being even. Tonight, playing Tampa Bay, Taylor, we can only hope for the best. And thus, it will lead us into our final segment of Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio. This has been episode 150. Our weekly picks. Let me tab over here. All right. I'm still winning those, right? Give me one moment. Okay. Chances are yes, but Blake's going to tell you no. I had to grab my phone just so I could uh, see for myself. No, okay. Just so he could cheat for himself. Uh, The record is on my phone. Thank you very much. The record stands at Taylor is underwater by four total. Wrong. 45 and 20 to my 47 and 18, four total. That's wrong. It is wrong. Everybody knows it's wrong. Rudy Giuliani protests. Nope, moving on from him. <clears throat> oh, he's, he's not your guy anymore? Nope, nope. Who, who, who's on retainer now? Uh, Jill Ellis or whatever her name is. Steve Bannon. Oh, dear God. He's a lawyer. Oh, Lord have mercy. I don't know. Why not? <laughs> All right. Let me call up <laughs> Alex Jones while I'm at it, too. Thursday night, October 14th, tonight, Thursday night football on Fox and the NFL Network. Tampa Bay actually travels to Philly tonight. Ooh, interesting. Yes. I got to stay above water. I'm going to take Tampa. So you took the easy way out. Instead of picking your team and having any, oh, excuse me, faith in your team. Or just being smart and wanting to win, you know, whatever you want to call it. I'm also picking Tampa Bay. Oh, oh, look at that. A surprise, surprise. All that bloviating for, all right. Two weeks in a row, the NFL comes to London. Interesting. With some Spe- riveting, riveting matchups in London. <laughs> Dude, you ain't kidding. Ugh. Speaking of that, I didn't bring this up in the news because it hasn't been announced yet. It is rumored, Taylor, that the NFL is expanding to another market. Do you know what that market is? Germany. How is this going to work? It's not. It's stupid. They're pushing pushing it for... (sighs) Teams and players are not going to stand for this. They're they're pushing... You know how jet-lagged those players are going to be? No, no. You know what? Just say screw it. You know what? We're just gonna play some games at North in North Korea. You know what? Just whatever. Yeah, the whole twenty-hour flight. Yeah, people love that. Oh, 
What a joke. I just, I don't understand it. I swear. I, I can't. I, I still don't understand the London thing, to be completely honest. No, and nothing against I. the Brits. Nothing against you guys. I, hey, if you're fans of the NFL, hey, that's great. I don't understand what the NFL is doing. That's the thing. I, it is. I don't get it. Is it is funny when they show the crowd and you see 17 random jerseys from teams that aren't even playing. <laughs> sure, sure. Hey, man, if you got a favorite team, hey, I'm not mad at you. Jesus, what a joke. Miami versus Jacksonville. As Taylor said, riveting. And look at that. I got to get up at 830 in the morning on Sunday. Yay. Thanks, NFL. I will not be. I will probably still be sleeping. Nah, dude. NFL's for... in my blood. I can't not. I yeah. thank my father I a, for that one. I can't. I got a not. Badger game to go to Saturday. Another night game. So nice, nice, might, good stuff. Might be another late night in Madison. <laughs> and everybody knows what that means. Hey, oh. No, it just it means the take... game won't get over till like ten, ten thirty. I won't get to the hotel till like eleven. 1130. That's all that means. Taylor, uh, not going to get to the hotel until two after the bars close. <laughs> wow. I hope not. Anyways. I am just giving Taylor a bunch oh, of bad juju, man. Feel my He's like, don't you already. wish that evil on me? I Do we have to pick this game? Like, I don't want to pick. Either uh, I'll, I'll pick it. Give me Jacksonville. You know what? I, I'm going to actually, you know what? I actually, I'm going to change my tune. I'm actually going to take Miami. Jacksonville will be the only team this year that'll have one win and it'll be outside of the U S <laughs> you know what? I couldn't put it past them. Green Bay at Chicago, big, bad division, NFC North matchup. Yeah. Justin well. Fields. He still doesn't have command of the team just yet. The players really don't match up that well. I'm taking Green Bay. I'm taking Green Bay as well, but don't be surprised if they get to Aaron Rodgers more often than you would think. Oh, I can definitely see that. The surprising Cincinnati Bengals take on the lowly Detroit Lions. I'm taking Cincinnati. And Cincinnati had how many opportunities to beat the Packers last week? Oh, seven, eight, heartbreaking, 12, heartbreaking. Oh yeah. Good for Mason Crosby for coming out to hit the game winner after missing three field goals. Yeah. You know what? You can't celebrate after you miss three of them. You you can't do that. I'm taking the Bengals as well. Sorry. You know what, Dan Campbell, you tried to bite off our kneecaps last week. You didn't quite bite off the whole kneecap of Greg Joseph. You see him cry after, after the game. What's that now? You see him crying in this press conference after the game. Who, Dan Campbell? No. Yeah, he had tears. Yeah, he, well. Mr. Kneecap can't cry. Come on now. Give me the Bengals. No, I got it written down for you, brother. No. Right. The Houston They're, Texans at the Indianapolis Colts. Give me oof. the fighting Carson Wentz's. Really? I don't know. Dude, the Texans look bad. Yeah, the Colts don't look much better. No, agreed. I'm just saying, I I don't see it. Although they do have, I mean, the quarterback play is pretty even between the two teams. Um, 
Yeah, Jonathan Taylor's literally going to carry this the Colts to a victory. I can see that. All right. Colts. The Los Angeles Rams travel to the decimated, depleted New York Giants at Taylor the Rams are going to kill. Oh, it's it's I mean, It's going to be a massacre in New York. If if the Giants weren't a direct division rival, I honestly might feel a little bad for them, but I don't. I'm taking the Rams. I think if the Giants were healthy, healthy Daniel Jones, don't know if he's going to play. I don't think Saquon Barkley. I I don't. I don't think he's been cleared yet. I don't think he has a chance to play. He looked a little wobbly. In Dallas. You can say that again. I saw one GIF clip of him where he's just trying to get back to the huddle. And oh yeah, he I I was like, Where why are the refs standing around? Look at him. I but that's a whole nother thing. My god. Yeah, the Rams are probably gonna win by like 70. Well, not that much, but (laughs) give or take. The Kansas City Chiefs at the Washington football team. I want to take the football team. I'm not. I, th- I think the Chiefs get back on the winning ways. And they get, they're going to have to start winning some games because this division might get away from them. But then, but then if you really think of Washington's defense looks bad. I mean, it's not, I don't, what happened to them? Like they were supposed to be really what, good. That's what I'm saying. They look not good. I don't know. And I don't that's think fortunate. I don't think Taylor Heineke magic is going to be enough. And Antonio Gibson, I love the guy, but uh, I'm going to take Kansas city as well. Yeah. I mean, it, I talked myself into it. it. This is far from a must win game, but let's face it. They, are the, the Chargers don't seem like they're slowing down anytime soon. No. Your Minnesota Vikings travel to North Carolina to take on the Panthers. Taylor, I'm actually going to take your Vikings. You're foolish. Dude, from You're what foolish. I saw, the Panthers last week, they don't look good right now either. This, is, this game is ripe for the taking for the Vikings if they do it right. Now, granted, I said if they do it right, but it can Which get they done. they won't. Nope. <sighs> Give me Carolina. Oh, all right. Taylor really is down on his team. All I right. have no faith in them whatsoever. First Zero. difference. None. Got it. The team Taylor just mentioned, the Los Angeles Chargers, the surging, I mean, again, pardon the pun, the lightning bolt striking Los Angeles Chargers travel to bad. Baltimore. Y- yes, yes, very much so. Yes, I-, I agree. Oh, cross country. Ugh, not good. Take on the Baltimore Ravens, Taylor, the four and one Baltimore Ravens. Cross country. I, because yeah. those games don't ever really go well for the team traveling all the way across um <clears throat> excuse me um but the chargers look so good uh, i'll say this all right lamar jackson throwing for 
5,000 yards on Monday night or whatever it was. <laughs> Won't happen again. Um, Not against the Chargers, no. No. Um, <clears throat> pretty much – I'm I'm picking the Chargers. I, I'm not betting against the Chargers anytime this year, ever again. I love the Chargers. Love I Justin will Herbert. Also take the Chargers. Arizona Cardinals travel to Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Baker Mayfields. Again, Baker Mayfield is my guy that I love to hate that I just don't believe in. Arizona's gonna rip Cleveland apart. Here's my upset special of the week. Give me the Browns. Difference number two. Nice. The Las Vegas Raiders. Will they be a boat without a rudder? Or can they keep it going? We'll see. They travel to the division rival north to mile high, Denver, Colorado, to take on the Broncos. The Broncos are one of the surprise teams of the year, too. I mean, do does Vegas do the Raiders win in spite of John Gruden? I you know I'm what? Big... The, the Raiders are just a better team, in my opinion. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna say Vegas. They win in spite of it. So I'm a big believer, and I know this is circumstances we've really never seen before that mid-season coaching changes for whatever reason rejuvenate rejuvenate that team. Um, Not saying the Raiders need any rejuvenation, but I'm going with the Raiders. Just, I I don't know. I I just got that feeling. All right. The Dallas Cowboys. Four and one Dallas Cowboys, mind you. Travel to New England, the Northeast to take on the Mac Jones Patriots. I'll tell you what, Blake. You talk all the crap you want about the Cowboys. One of the hottest teams in the NFL. Sure. I mean, again, in my crap talk right now is more or less just my hatred for the team, let's be honest. And I can call a spade a spade. Their only loss came in week one to Tampa Bay, which, by the way, they could have won that game. Had a chance. I like what I'm seeing out of Dallas. I'm just waiting for Mike McCarthy to screw the whole thing up, but that probably won't come until the playoffs. Dallas will be Dallas will be Dallas. It just depends on when. Well, McCarthy's going to screw it up somehow. It's just a matter of time. Either that or Jerry Jones. By the way, can we give uh, who's our offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore? Yes, sir. He's still there. Um. I'd say after this year, I'm not going to say he's going to be a head coach. He's definitely going to get some looks. I think it'd be stupid not to. But I also think Eric Bieniemy better get a job before he does. So oh, dude, let's not get started on that. Yeah, we we talked about that for sure. <sighs> oh, Unless just... PJ Fleck jumps from Minnesota up to row a boat somewhere in the NFL. Oh, my God, God, imagine that, be... that! Oh my oh. God. Try and win over the NFL players with the row of the boat. That ain't going to happen. They'd smack him out of the locker room. That's why I don't think PJ Fleck will ever do that, but that's no, a whole nother think. thing. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to be close, Taylor, honestly. Yep. But I'm going to 
Gotta take Dallas. Can't not take them. I again, and we've got two differences so far. I'd be stupid not to. Sunday night football, Seattle without Russell Wilson. So what is Seattle? Geno the Geno, Smith. the G. I was just going to say that the Geno Smith led Seattle to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are basically just standing in place. Taylor, why does Pittsburgh let Ben Roethlisberger drop back so much? Give the ball to Najee Harris. And that is more so than just the fact that I have him in one fantasy football league. That notwithstanding. But it, go ahead. It'll be interesting to see what Pitts. I know they have other weapons and options at wide out, but no Juju Smith. No Juju. Um, I think for the rest of the season, if I'm not mistaken oh god that's um, not what i need to hear they still have deontay johnson chase claypool um again Najee harris run the ball more um i don't know i don't know i seattle even with russell wilson doesn't look good so without them i they can only i don't know that I'm, I'm going with the steelers i, I don't feel good about it but I am too. I think with Russell, I might lean maybe Seattle, but again, with, with Russell, I would take the Steelers hundred percent. Yeah. But it's Geno Smith. And let's be honest. It's Geno. Exactly. Smith. Exactly. Monday night football, October 18th, the Buffalo bills travel to Nashville, Tennessee to take on the Tennessee Titans, Taylor, the Tennessee Titans that just, they, we all thought that they, they were going to take the next step. And every week they seem to disappoint. And I say that even as they're three and two and number one in the AFC South, but I still don't think they can stand up to the air raid attack. That is the Sean McDermott led Buffalo bills. I'm taking the bills. It's, it's, funny because like the bills are doing this uh stefan diggs is oh, i don't want to say an afterthought but he's not like the main weapon like they're just airing the crap out of the ball josh allen playing out of his mind they go into kansas city and say no this is our house <laughs> I, I don't is there any slowing down buffalo i think what's gonna happen is remains they just to be might, seen i don't know i'm not saying they're gonna overlook tennessee but there's going to be a team or two that they're probably going to overlook and that's how they beat themselves. But right now, no Buffalo, let's go Buffalo. All right. Bill's mafia. Come on. Taylor needs to one day go to a Vikings bills game just to be put through a flaming table. I tell you what, when they played a couple years ago and the bills whooped up on us, glad I wasn't at that one. But let's be thank, honest. Thank you, God. You, for once in your life, or go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, thank God Lee Bryce was in Eau Claire that weekend. So let's be perfectly honest, though. You know deep down that you one day want to go through a flaming table. 
I'm 36, Blake. I don't know if I should be doing that. I didn't say whether you should or shouldn't. I said you know that you I know, want but let's, to. Let's face it. I get <laughs> I get knee pain from driving. I wake up, my neck hurts. I get out of bed, I got to limp around for 10 minutes. I don't think going through once. the table is the best idea. Nope, You'll... not happening. Oh, come on. Dude, as much as I hurt every single day, I would do it just to say that I did it. I will push you through one. Fair enough. So, dressed as Macho Man Randy Savage. Let's see. Who would that make me? Uh, no, I don't know. I can't think of any rivalries right now. Because uh, he never so... put anybody, I don't know, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Hulk Hogan. Well, um, I definitely don't want to be Hogan. No, well, I mean. For multiple reasons. But yeah, I, I'm not. I'll I'll push anybody through a freaking flaming table. I'll light the damn thing on fire. I'm not going through that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Hang on. Let's let's roll it back here. This guy. What if it's what if it's just a table that isn't on fire? Nope, still not doing it. Oh, <laughs> not even to say that you to to go back home and say that you did it. No, I'll go back home and say, hey, look what I did. I pushed somebody through a table. Or I watch people jump off their camper onto a table because they're stupid. <laughs> and I encouraged every one of them. Oh, I fair egged enough. every one of them on. I egged every one of them on as long as the one is not me. And then uh, when I knew it might be my time, I slowly walked away. <laughs> I slowly sidled away. That's fine. <laughs> I ten, hear years you, ago, ten years ago would be a different story. No, I, I think, like I said, I, I know that I probably wouldn't be able to get out of bed the next day, but I would do it for the experience. As long as it could be done in a semi-safe manner, I, I, I probably would do it. No, nothing about that says semi-safe. No, yeah, yeah, no, you, that, that too. Yes. <laughs> Taylor's making way too much sense here. All right, everybody, and thus brings us to the end of another edition of Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio. This has been episode 150, another milestone here. Thank you so much for joining us. We always appreciate it. Taylor, we teased it at the beginning of you having a little announcement of yourself to give to the fans here. The floor is yours, brother. Yeah, so we, me and you have been doing this podcast thing for how, how many years? Six? Oh, five? God. I just... Five, half a dozen years, handful of years, whatever I, it's been. I have no idea. So at I, least, at least. Five? At least. Yeah. Maybe six. Um, five. <laughs> um, so anyway, like, um, I've bounced this idea around, Blake, a couple of times of podcasting and whatnot. So um, gotten to a point where stars aligned, planets aligned, whatever you want to say, um, of me starting my own podcast. So I am. Um, I'm going to be doing a music-type podcast, um, interviewing people. Um, I'm going to start off small and then kind of grow it out. But um, music, as is sports, is a passion of mine. Um, don't want to speak for you, Blake, but I think as of you, we've had many a conversation of bands 
music, singers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, but no, it's a, music is always something that's I've been curious about, and I've always been curious about what other people. I don't want to say think of music, but like what they listen to, why they listen to it, stuff like that. So um, it's going to be a little journey for me, a little adventure, but it's something that um, instead of just thinking about doing it um, to quote Nike, I'm just going to do it. Just going to do the damn thing. So um, yeah. So do that. Um, Do some writing as well. Um, There's a book idea couple of them that I've been bouncing around in my head so that's another thing um is, is you know I'm gonna work on a book um two things that I never ever thought I would be doing and here we are I'm <laughs> you know been doing this with Blake um he's been taking care of all the you know editing engineering what have you so now I'm gonna dive into that pool um it's don't know how e- it's gonna it's go not easy no no don't know how it's gonna just, go just but... gonna warn him right now it's it's no. not easy it's not simple but you know that's it's something it's something new that i've been wanting to try instead of just thinking about it and saying i'm gonna do it just gonna do it you know which you a lot of people something. do with so many things in life they think about mm-hmm. it and then they go, you know, but do I really want to do it? Eh. Now, finally, I just said, screw it. Let's do it. So, nope, going to do that. Um, told Blake, I'm obviously going to keep up on my picks and I will have to make sure he does not keep cheating. Um, and you know what? Maybe down the road, a time or two or three or five, he might be uh, hearing from me. So, um So what Taylor is saying that he has not said yet is that he is taking a sabbatical here from global dynasty and Taylor, what do I always say? Um, I know you yell at me a lot, so I don't know. That's hard. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I was going to say, I don't think I yell that much. I think I yell in Taylor's general direction, but not at him. Sure. (laughs) No, I do say, that Taylor, as much as you give all the credit to me for all the production, engineering, promotion, yada, 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 yada. You get as much of the credit as being a part of the journey with me. I have not looked back at when your first episode was, but it was in the 20s. I know that for a fact. We've been doing this a long time, brother. And I always say, and you've taken sabbaticals before and you've come back. Right. And so it's not to say Taylor's going to go or, you know, leave permanently or anything. He's done it before. And he always knows that he always has a spot and a microphone next to me. I do have some ideas for filling guest hosts for now. I will not reveal that yet. As I do need to have the conversation, I still have a a Facebook message that I need to respond to, but Taylor, you're always my number one guy, my number one co-pilot. And as you know, whenever you're ready to come back, brother, or whenever you can fit in the time, man, you always know where to find me. You always know where I'll be. And you're always welcome back here, my friend. I appreciate that. Always. Um, and also, once I get this music podcast started, uh, 
Don't be surprised if you uh, you see an appearance from one Mr. Blake Plonsky. I was going to mention that too. That uh, yeah, so. whatever help you need, brother. Any advice or help that you need, or if you ever want to interview somebody on music or the reason that I listen to something, or you know, gear talk with me being a bassist and a drummer. You know, hey, I'm all for it. You just let me know, and it will be so nice to be the interviewed exactly instead of the interviewee i've done that i want to say two or three times so far in my career and i've said it every time that it is nice to be able to sit back and just talk instead of having to worry about the two screens in front of me the entire time So that will definitely be nice. And Taylor, whenever you want to do it, you just let me know. I'll make it work on my end, brother, for sure. We'll do it up. You are on my short list. Right on. Now that list is rather short. So, (laughs) All right. I'm near the top. Awesome. As I always am, as you all know. (laughs) Taylor, (sighs) with that said, we've reached the end of another edition of Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio. This has been episode 150. Taylor, this is not goodbye. This is see you later. Any parting words, my friend? Hashtag flaming tables. For Taylor Johnson, I'm Blake Plonsky, and we will see you next week for episode 151. And we are out. Peace. Devon, get the tables. But hey! Good. La, 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 it sounds so good.